perspective. 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 Welcome, this is your co-host Monte Swank, and you are now tuned in to Perspective Junkies. Junkies. Last week's episode, we had a guest on here, and it was a great discussion with our boy Graham. Please go check that out. But on this week, we we had a little throwback episode, so if the content is a little dated, please forgive us. It was recorded a few weeks ago, but nonetheless, it was a great discussion that needs to be heard because we discussed being socialized within, you know, growing up, like the hardships and the good sides, like in what it takes to become you. And we also talked about women having to choose better men. Is that a, is that a statement we could really believe in? Let's talk about it. So, you know, please stay tuned for the whole episode. This is a great discussion and, you know, show love on all the different platforms. But most importantly, enjoy the show. Okay, and we are live. You are tuned in to Perspective Junkies with your co-host, C. Swank. Again, a.k.a. Cody Knows Most. Cody Stop the man saying that. And the man that understands. <laughs> and I'm joined here by my co-host. Hey, it's your boy, Monte Swank, a.k.a. Silky Santa. <laughs> <laughs> For the Christmas holiday time, you know what I'm saying? Silky said, I like that. I don't, I don't have a, you know, a holiday name i just would like to adopt my new twitter name coach k swank because i am a coach and i just i'm coaching you guys on these episodes so i think it's fitting kb knows most will always be fitting for those of you that know so cody's just taking my name and running that shit through the dirt i don't hey, like boy that boy just signed that uh, rookie contract <laughs> <too. laughs> <laughs> right, people was really treated like that yeah, he joined. He joined the men's league, but yeah, right. When you're, when you're six foot five and you put on the jersey, people really think you like. All right, he's about to get serious. Hey. People took it serious. If he was a little guy, they'd be like, ah, oh, yeah. He's pretty much saying that he's more a man than a lot of niggas too. So. <laughs> Word. We'll just, we'll just keep moving now. We'll, we'll keep going. Anyway, so <laughs> our first topic of the day. This is something that that, that was a, came across my timeline and just wanted to address it. The Lizzo fat. Phobia sensation. There's a lot of sensationalism around the issue. So, apparently she lost some weight. She uh, encouraged people to take on a, a, a diet plan that apparently isn't too sound or isn't too... doesn't. I guess it didn't convince people that that's a, a real plan that you could follow and lose that type of weight. But the biggest issue was that some of her fans, some people who might feel like they have a similar body type, felt like it was fat phobic for her to encourage people to lose weight because so you know losing weight isn't necessary because they can be still healthy still beautiful in their frame so i'm gonna let kenzie and Vonte, you know give you guys your opinion on on that and then you know i'll, I'll tackle it at the end I, I feel like uh i guess everything is now a personality trait or like a ethnicity or a race now so i guess that's what we have to uh would you call obesity that now like that's a trait now that's a is that a trait? It's like we we getting in the era of everything for the for the outcasted people or the yeah every as less crowd they're trying every, to overly compensate for it. 
Everything's a problem. Everything. Hey, be healthier. You fat shaming me. That sounds crazy as hell to me. I don't think it's fat shaming to encourage people to lose weight, especially if they're at an unhealthy balance or obese. Mm-hmm. My thing is, some people need it. They need to be fat shamed. And, <laughs> like, I ain't going to say everybody because it won't work on everybody's mentality. Yeah. So, like, some people kind of need to be like, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I think you should. They got to get it in a, in a soft platter. But some people need to be like, dog, you fat as fuck. Like, <laughs> uh, this some is, people need it harsh. Hey, yeah. the, the man of mental health, everybody. Hey, this is mental health thing. For real, like, some people need a harder, like, it's not going to drive it home to just kind of kind of hear it and kind of get the suggestion. And, you know, I've heard Adele even got a little bit of uh, flack for losing weight and, like, I feel like that's where the the whole fat shaming crowd gets wrong. Like, of course, when Adele was big and she was doing her thing, it's not it's okay to like push her up and be like, yeah, she's still proud of her body. All that is cool. But when you telling somebody they can't be proud of their new body that they worked hard on, that's where you getting crazy because obviously, being in shape is and being healthy in order to live the longest is the main goal out of everything. But, you know, we also want people to be happy wherever they are at currently. So that means, yes, you should be like, all right, you still proud to be who you are, even though you got a little weight on you. But the goal is still to be less weight. You know what I'm saying? So we can't forget about the end goal when we accepting it and, and pushing people up where they at right now. Right. Uh, I think I think the, the deeper issue, you know, I was like tapping the deeper issue behind that is... Um, it's hard for some people to achieve the perfect balance between uh, like liking themselves in the now and striving towards better. And I think in an effort to like themselves in the now more, they are they're looking for outward approval, outward like outward clapping and applause for their situation. So you're a person that has a little weight on you instead of, you know, I love the way I look internally. You hoping that every man and every woman around you think you fine, too. And I'm like, that that I don't agree with. I don't agree with ever trying to force what you think is the the preferred situation or the what is what should be promoted on, on others unless it is a verifiable fact that this is better. To me, it's verifiable fact that it is better to be healthy. You know, to not have too much weight in the stomach, not too much weight in the arms, legs, all that type of stuff. And we know what is considered a healthy physique, whether people want to speak on it or not. And this is coming from someone I've had issues with weight. You know what I'm saying? I've had, you know, I've gotten plenty of beer belly jokes. My thing is, Still I don't man. believe in, I don't believe in uh, the dudes that's hitting the gym, they eating right. Now they got to feel a little bit of shame because I, I ate a couple extra burgers last summer. Like, it's not my, it's not their fault that I have that struggle. You know what I'm saying? It's something that you handle. If you ain't confident in your own campaign, then it's like, you need to develop that yourself. You don't need to tell everybody. I'm not out here like telling women like, oh, so you don't like dudes with, with bellies? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we see you fat phobic. You, <laughs> you just don't give a fuck about a lot of niggas. I'm like, no, that's not how you handle it. You you work on your own. You work in, and do your own thing. So I, I, I resent that. And a bigger issue, and I don't know for any of our, our listeners, I've had a controversial view on um, the colorism issue. Because I made a statement like in one of our earlier episodes, I believe in my experience that light skinned people, 
experience a significant amount of colorism. Just like I, I make the same comment that smart people deal with a lot of backlash from people who are average or not so intelligent. Tall people deal with a lot of backlash from people who are average or short. People with very nice body types, they deal with a lot of ba- uh, backlash from people who ain't uh-huh. built like that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me add it too. For a slim dude like myself, you know, mm-hmm. we get we get a little heat too. Yeah, skinny shame. We can't say nothing about it. Oh, you get plenty of joke. Like in in and people try to ignore this factor, and I always speak on it because I am the winner of certain uh competitions. I'm the loser of certain competitions. I accept it all, and I feel like some people don't. They're unwilling to admit that. You feel what I'm saying? Like, uh, like we can even say for intelligence and intelligence in school. You know, what I'm saying I was in the highest or. The, the academic advanced classes a lot of my, he, my he was, childhood he wasn't AP though but keep going yeah I ain't take that but anyway so so for me it might have been the privilege or I might have been able to benefit off the fact that teachers like me you know so I don't have to stress on stuff like that my my little L might be a you know it was, I had to hit a little extra sit ups to get whatever I needed and some dudes just maybe have been blessed with the eight pack I don't cry with the fact that they got it easier or that they're naturally built with that because I understand they have some struggles. I have some struggles. You know what I'm saying? And there might be an intelligent, well-built guy and I'm mentally preparing to meet him. I'm not going to hate on the man because he has traits that I find admirable. And I feel as though people, we're, we're developing a victim mindset to the point that the winners or the people who do well have resentment from their own camp of people that's like, I don't like the way you flexing it. I'm like, if he get money and he want to go yeah. buy whips and cars, do you? Let him do it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no hatred. Like you, you're 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 setting yourself for a loser mindset when you feel as though people have to dim their light or make you feel more comfortable in something you know that probably ain't straight. And to me, I feel like people would wait. You know, in your heart, like, yeah, I could break a little more. I could probably work a little something. You know, I could fix a little something, something. You, if you want a cat, like you feel like everything is perfect right here, go ahead. And you might still pull. You might actually be attractive. There are some people who are big, who are very attractive. But I'm saying for most, you should strive towards the most healthiest lifestyle. Like I don't feel like you should be labeling everything as fat phobic or, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a problem or offensive, but it's pushing, it's pushing a line. It's going too far. Yeah. I want to add something to that. I, I, in no way or shape or form wanting people who are got a little weight on them to be ashamed of themselves. But let's not make it too comfortable to be unhealthy. Like, like you can allow it. Don't be ashamed of yourself, but not when you're not too comfortable, you always have the end goal in mind that there is ways to get better and improve myself. And so when we are saying not the fat shame, it's also allowing people to just be comfortable in being unhealthy and so that's just the main goal is for everybody to be healthy and have the right mindset to get to the goal and not be ashamed of yourself but just be motivated by it you know what i'm saying so that's my thing yeah she did it as motivation not to shame you into because you're overweight some people just big right they just come out big you got to work hard to switch that up right and i'm completely against shaming people for actually putting the work in to do something like Lizzo was getting a lot of, you know, people calling her fat and all that. And she, she decided to work on it, but it shouldn't be the people that were her allies now re- like turning on her because she decided to do something better for herself. It should be like, Oh, good for you. Maybe it's crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like they, they got uncomfortable with themselves because they yeah. were like, Oh, she's a fat girl. She, she's successful and she's winning. And I'm, you know, I'm about the same size as her, so I can do the same thing. But once, once they saw her do something different, it's like, dang, 
do I got to do that now to, to was, actually, you know what I'm saying? It was hot. Like, our, our, what's it called? Our, our idol, our big girl idol went and lost weight. She right. betrayed us. That's what really happened. They yeah, were offended by that. Because <laughs> what, what it really is is that uh, when they first see him on the, on the scene, she's unapologetic. It's a lot of attention. It's causing a little trend. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're, if you're big in the moment, you like, the, yeah, you get hyped. The with current it. day moment. You married, you're married to the idea that this woman has committed herself to it. And right. it, and if she was committed to it, it would be great because you can really, like, rally behind her. And I feel like we, uh, a lot of women do this with women too much. And a lot of men, we don't because we know at the end of the day, men are bound to change everything if a wife and kids come to the situation. Yeah. We don't even, we don't even bank on that. Like, we know. All gangsters, all wild dudes, all everything's gonna change once you get right. Whereas women, I feel like they marry the idea that this, like, there will be girls who are really like championing a, a Twitter or Instagram presence. You know what I'm saying? A woman who just all she talks about is, hey, I don't lower my standards. I go on trips with my girls. I get money, mm. and that's cool. You're a young single woman. You dealing with your little relationship issues. Like, man, I like her energy. Mm-hmm. Now, shorty turned 28, she find a good dude as she was bashing people on social media. One good dude slipped through the cracks. He finna change everything. His presence automatically make her stop tweeting the same. She ain't cracking the jokes. She don't dance. Her friends hang out with her less. Like, before you know it, this woman that you put on this pedestal is like, I'm pairing my life like this woman. Right. Now she done changed up. Now you like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, should I have been like, you didn't know that this woman was bound to change. Like, never marry the idea of what someone is right now unless it is, you know what I'm saying, it pairs with what you want to do in the future. And even then, you can't force your standard on them. But another issue that Devontae brought in, I want people to be aware of is, because we don't even, we didn't even write this down, but it's something I've always thought about. People don't think about how the people who are considered bullies or who, who diss you influence the character that you develop yeah. in a positive way. Like, for me, I'll give an example. Like, um, growing up, there's plenty of jokes on, just like I said, there's jokes on the people who are smart. I would say, you know, 50% of them, they're truly like, this is ignorant. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is holding the race back. <laughs> but, the, but the other 50% of jokes it was encouraging, is women yeah. and men socializing me to be prepared to be smart, but not an asshole all the time. Right. If you a little kid, you just like, I can read a lot. I, I'm really smart. Like, you just doing stuff that is unnecessary like you need a couple of girls to be like shut up <laughs> yo no one cares like you need some dudes like man jimmy neutron in the front cracking too many jo-. like you need somebody right. to, to 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 hone it in so i'm like yeah y'all right i was doing a little too much there like you need a couple right. people slapping you across the head to get you tight and i think with the with the weight issue uh there's so much push between women to be positive and, and push each other that y'all taking away the mean auntie, mean grandma role that really got y'all tight. Like without this mean auntie, mean grandma, without that, without the head cheerleader energy in the room, women are weak. Just like without a head honcho captain, like man in the room, dudes will get weak and soft and like dudes don't want to pay bills. Ain't nobody working out. Nobody's competing. Ain't nobody racking. Like you need some men in the room like, hey man, come. Let's turn it up. Like, and you need the same thing with women. I feel like there's a, there's an energy in women in it, and it can come off as somewhat bitchy, but when it's there, it makes women tighten up. Let's get our hair done. Let's get this together. Let's, let's read. Let's go on trips. Like, without this woman, like, yo, hey, Sally, you getting fat. Like, damn, three steaks. You need a girl that's like, three steaks? God damn, bro. Like, you need someone to check it. Like, you, you tripping. Like, I can't believe you wore that. Like, and that makes your whole crew. 
type. That's what makes y'all the fly girls of y'all little city. Like without this mean woman presence, or without mm-hmm. a little bit of grilling or pressure, there for, is no. For women and men, though, that critique, that shaming is really just critiquing, man. Yeah. If a coach keep telling you, like, you so little, you a little twig, like, what you going to do? You going to get in the weight room, you going to gain some weight, you going to yeah. eat a little bit more. Right. Somebody say you slow and out of shape, you going to lose some weight and you going to get faster. It's just, it is what it is. You you need that. And you could tell who's just getting a pat on their back 24-7. <laughs> who said you that, that you called him an asshole behind being this guy, I guess? <laughs> no. Blue, blue is a type. To walk to a fat person while they know they're fat and out of shape. Like, it, they could be in the middle of working out and Blue would walk up and say, damn, you fat. <laughs> That's the type of shit Blue do. I mean, I'm also a component of, like, I feel like it's about how you accept things and what you, how you perceive what is being told to you. So, when somebody coming at me about something, I'm, I'm first diagnosing, like, is there some part of me that could do better mm-hmm. in, in what they're saying? Like, how you were just saying about when you get the little dork jokes mm-hmm. in, in, in school, like you learn to not to be the kid that come in there like, hey, are you not taking up the homework this week? Like, right, you learn, yeah. like you gotta learn the social cues. Like. Right, right, right. So like, you can always take from somebody what they're trying to do. Like some people might just be talking about you because they hating on what you got and you gotta be able to recognize like, all right, you hating now. Right. And don't just take everything for hating, but just really just kind of, taking in what they're saying and, and not letting them bring you down or yeah. make you think you're less than, but like, all right, I could do that better or uh, these are just hating on me. And that, and it's just leave it at that type of thing. So, and, right. I, and I don't think people bullied Cody hard enough because he came to South in khakis and a blazer. So, I mean, <laughs> See, no, he didn't change. I'm glad like you said that, but to me, to me, to me, that's, I, I say that because I feel as though and anybody who knows me knows that I feel like my character is distinct, but I earned it. Like, I earned it from the fire. Like, every, I'm getting checked. You know what I'm saying? Like, age, from the, from a kid to the time I'm grown and now, like, the way I speak, the way I talk, the way I carry myself, the music I listen to, it's interesting. It's a little different to some people. So, it's gonna, it's gonna cause some jokes. It's gonna get some reactions. Like, I'm not just always rocking, like, sneakers and sweats. Like, I might be the dude that's moving different. So, you throwing shots. So, for me, it's like, (laughs) to me, it's like, it's like when you're, you need, if you're going to be a person that wants to be different or stand out, you need to get tried multiple times and prove to people this is why you deserve the respect or the character that you get. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if every time someone questions my opinion, I'm like, yeah, that's right, my bad. <laughs> I don't need to be a person that gives my opinion to the masses, like, because it's, it's too influenced by outside opinion it yeah. needs to be, if you want someone who's strong then you need to be a guy who's been tested i'm like i've been tested on my character and my opinions for a long time so i think it's it's i'm prepared for it and i feel like some people i think people who rap who's sensitive yeah. people who do fashion who's sensitive i'm like you gotta understand this ain't this ain't even possible yeah. like if you want to be a business owner you gotta be tough like you gotta be mentally prepared that people are going to question what you're doing you, like you might lose some money I also want to add in, you know, hearing those things are like building up the resiliency, but a lot of people can build resiliency and then be leaning on things that's not that concrete. For example, dudes, if a dude come at another dude saying some this joke, that joke, he can always fall back on like, but I still get girls though. You know what I'm saying? So like that's his resiliency falling back on that. And so moving into the world of being... I guess a taken man and right. you kind of got one girl and not a bunch of girls telling you this and that 
you got to kind of really recognize where your resiliency is falling back on. And like, you could be like, well, I'm doing good for myself. So like, the resiliency <laughs> is falling back on that. Taking care of my family, though. All right, 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 right. 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 So, <laughs> You also just got to be, you know, know yourself and, and um, know your worth. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if your resiliency is just being built off, like, hey, I'm a good dude and I got good energy and people going to rock with me regardless of what you're saying. So, recognizing where your resiliency is rooted in and making sure it's something concrete. That's right. really something you. meaningful. Yeah, I get what Word. you're saying. It has to be something so, meaningful. Somebody just said on here all about delivery. And that'd be my argument with Blue. Blue just said I fat shamed him down to 215 <laughs> from 230. I never fat shame blue blues. The, look, he's he always starts it, man. That's my that's probably go to joke, some fat jokes. I'm right. sorry, bro. So <laughs> he was giving you the nose jokes. And you yeah, yeah, I was getting a lot of nose jokes. I don't even. That's the time. I and another be. reason why, and I and this will be the last comment. It's just a little funny comment. Like there's a lot of reason why I feel like people need shame, especially girls, is because like every time I was getting joked on. Not a damn woman saved me. I'm like, God damn, like, ain't nobody gonna step in? Couple of y'all fat. Like, somebody wanna save me. <laughs> I'm like, anybody save me, they're hey. in the back, they're on me, they're somebody. That is funny. That girl's be like, you mean it's kind of fat, you need to work on I'm like, what? I'm like, y'all laughing too? Like, Cody. once you see that, when you see they in the back laughing with them, you like, that y'all would, need shame. Y'all that would have got me out of care. Like, y'all can't be, it'll be a, Kenzie, imagine you getting this about your nose and it's a girl. That a huge nose and she like Steve Harvey <laughs> nose. Laughing like, <laughs> 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 like squirrel. And you like, wow. you like, what? Why are you laughing? But the thing, the difference is, I would say, I'm like, nigga, you laugh. Yeah, I am. Now. I will get it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not laughing. No so, all, right, all right, we about to switch it up. We about to switch it up because it's something that we also need to discuss and we want to go over time. Um. Snoop opinion on WAP wet ass pussy a song that came out you know a couple months ago that's what it means attention. yes we, we did talk about it before but we gotta get back Wop. to it cause Uncle Snoop spoke alright Snoop Wop. recently Wop. caught fire for making some comments and he's basically like he, he, he said to I don't know where he said it but he said oh leave something to the imagination yeah, going me, a little far I wanna kick this one and of course people are like Snoop <laughs> Snoop yeah, that's saying, it. Snoop you saying yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna like, say, man. You are a pimp, wild, explicit yeah. rapper, and you saying this is too far. But go ahead, Kenny. Let's yeah, go ahead. That's exactly what situation. I was gonna say. That's my problem with Snoop. It, you know, his message ain't too bad. Okay. Coming from Kirk Franklin, TD Jakes, <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg can't say shit. His number one role is to be a pimp. Like he, he that's his bread and butter. His first album cover is what's the the nigga on the. Uh, the girl, yeah, girl, like, over the dog, in, yeah, yeah, dog, female yeah. bit over in the dog. I was like, come on, doggy style, yeah. doggy style. He, that's crazy that it came from him. And I like Offset's response. I, I stay out of women business, you know. They just ain't got nothing to do with me, you know. I fuck Snoop, but uh, you know, women rap is a big thing right now. We just gotta support them, and that, that's how I feel too. It's, it's insane. Snoop says something though. That's like, yeah, Snoop got he has. Like recent cheating allegations, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> on Facetime, like you want me to fly you out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm all with that. Stay out of women business, but you know what I'm saying it's just delivering another message. Like if you got a daughter, you got to deliver a side message with it, just as much as you would yeah. if you had a son listening to rap music. Like you got to deliver a side message with it. Like hey, that was cool, wasn't it? 
Don't do that though. <laughs> yeah, just don't do it. Snoop oh, pimp man. though. Take okay. off the tie this one. Taking off the tie on this one. It's getting a little crazy. Um, no, I actually feel like uh, with when years pass and your your reputation and your standing changes, you're allowed to change up your opinions on things that you were even closely associated with. To make an example, I would say, let's give for example a woman who is involved in in uh, stripping or porn or stuff like that. Nah. Later, year, twenty years later, she decides like. Looking back on it, it actually did make me feel not great. I don't think that women should engage in this activity. Is she allowed to make the comment, to make the to, to add to her information and say, y'all, it wasn't right? Or should we only take advice from people who abstain from it? And if so, then I feel like y'all have to understand by saying that nah. it's going to limit or prohibit a lot of people who engage in a lot of sex work and a it, lot of things that they won't agree with. But I'm saying it, it's just like Buddy said on this live. It's all about delivery. If he would have delivered that, like, I know what I used to be on, I regret it. He better say that. He did say it. He said it like that? I mean, he did, he said that in a later statement, though. Oh, okay. I can respect so that. So that. he got the pushback and then he had to, like, read yeah, it. Yeah, he had to. But my okay. thing is, I'm like, is it change? Does it change? Like, when we go to parties, if we kicking it with girls and we wild it, like, are we older? When we're older, we're not allowed to say yeah, you probably shouldn't do certain. Like, what what would our advice? Does our advice have to be anything? Any line we crossed, we can never. So, a person who robbed, uh, he used to rob. He can't tell his son, "Hey, don't rob." Can that's drug that's, that's life changing. Though, can drug dealers not advise their kids or family members? I don't want you to really engage in drug. That, that's life changing, though. What Cardi B's doing is bringing more money to her. What so I'm saying is that if like, he, if he, if it's about a song, first of all, he's a rap legend, so yeah, I feel like he should yeah. be allowed to speak on man, woman, like any race, anything. So you agree with Snoop? I actually, I, I'm, I say I agree. Fuck I don't Kobe. feel like he should have pushback. I feel like he just, I deserve. Nah, I'm, I'm mixed. I think he deserves a pushback because I feel like everybody can make the comment like, "Oh, it seems a little hypocritical because what you've done in the past." However, what I'm saying is though, I can also make the case for him that. Everybody will be hypocritical if you are compared to what you said at age 21. Like at this point, the man did like a little religious album. He's been on kid stuff. He's associated to me with weed and peace at this moment. Yeah. Whereas in 1992, he was associated with gang and sex. Yeah. He's completely changed his identity, in my opinion. So I'm like, at what point does do we say Snoop is like 60, bro? Like this isn't 22 like chilling with the hoodies and the oversized with chucks on like this dude is like he rolls blunts he cracks jokes with older white people and like does little you know he's my, not that guy he's like Joe Rogan though, like he, he don't regret none of that and he that's where he even got to his point like he well, wouldn't have beaten he wouldn't be his to his level if he wasn't coming out talking crazy like that you know what I'm saying so to say somebody who is in their young prime as he once was shouldn't be it's like you will if you if you're saying that then you were saying you regret saying all that stuff back in the day i yeah i agree with right. dante but uh, what i don't saying, regret that shit so i i will continue to what i was okay but like you this, said that you almost made me switch up on my own. no that's a, that's a good argument i would say there's no way i i don't i can't give you the perfect i've read stuff and i'm like i don't believe there's no way that he's gone this year's without explicitly saying I, I refute yeah. or I go back on like, like the what, gang violence and stuff that I promoted. I like what Blue said. I think it has no correlation, nigga. What did Blue say? T.I. is insane. You pinned it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So were people wrong for giving T.I. hell for speaking on the King Von situation? Hold up, hold up. Y'all read that nose joke? This is what we were just talking about. Yeah. 
And but anyway, what did what did, what did, what did uh, Ti say about DJ's four eleven? He was like, "Hey guys, hey y'all come when y'all come visit Atlanta. Leave y'all beef at home. We don't do that here." But he said it after he got killed. Like somebody was killed from that. Like y'all take all that that, that ruckus and y'all yeah. don't bring that to Atlanta. Don't bring it to my hood. Yeah, right? don't bring it to my beautiful city. Shit like that. I was just like, and it's like, <laughs> what y'all want him to do with me? Like, what what role you want him to play? Huh? What? If to me, from you guys narrative, you would is want him silent. You would want him to. <laughs> Ludacris is, does it take on a position of like King of Atlanta as what he once had? Like he abandoned it for acting, and if he was still that guy, but like, at would, this point, Ti is the only one calling himself King of Atlanta. Right. He's not. <laughs> I feel like he's going to get that just on being the most involved. He's not. That's what I was going to say. Like I feel like he didn't get bestowed upon the role. He was super hot and he took it. And then now he's doing the grunt work of an old king type of thing. So he, it's like he's done work to do it, but people are still not he's, wanting to give it to him like a full thing. Because he's trying to do work. And he's just like, he's not doing a good job in execution. That's I would, what, what I would say is that his work is going to be like, once he takes his final seat, we're going to be like, yeah, he was the king of Atlanta. But right now, there's no way you can be the king if you're not just pushing the work whatever is popular, cool. No, like, the, he can't be an old man and be like always popular. Like he, he's either going to be ignorant for an older man yeah. and appeal to what we saying because all we appealing is like, Jake Smoke, I want you to be the same nah, guy. He wasn't the the work killer Mike is putting in for Atlanta is different. If yeah, T.I. was on that, then I'd be like, he's solid. He's solidified. He's he's more of a political figure and he knows yeah. what he be talking. Like when he, when, just off of what T.I. says and when he speaks, like I watched his, his interview on the 85 South, well, not his interview, but his, when he, the episode when he's on the 85 South show and I just, he just forced a lot. He, you yeah. can just feel it. It don't become it natural. It's like he know, like, I want this role, so I'm going to act this way instead of just like, yeah, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying to me, like, I guess what I would look at Ti is that this is more realistic as a limit of what a figure could be who is speaking for a large group of people that aren't all college educated, who are Killer Mike to me is for a small set. Me, you, can, like the people who know about him and what he's doing are the people who I would closely associate with. That like they're aware of things that they they're into that, but I'm like he is not. He is not. He doesn't have the celebrity to be what Ti is. Like you he, still have to be a certain. No, level. he does have the celebrity, just not amongst our age group. Yeah. And it's because Ti music is better. Right. So you, you have to have man. the thirty and under group more significantly than he has. I'm obviously. saying I feel like the difference is like Killer Mike is just doing great shit, and he's not trying to claim nothing. Ti is like he's doing something, and he's like from the king. I got this to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if he just says stuff and, like, he just said if it, he like, didn't try to take so much ownership of the title, and he it would be, like, he it, wouldn't crazy. So, yeah, it wouldn't feel so bad for people giving it over. But, like, like let's say somebody is the best of something. You know what I'm saying? If they constantly, like, yeah, I'm the best. Since I'm the best, believe this or something. Or listen to me say this. And instead of just doing shit, that's the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's fair. What, what I, the, 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 I'm giving you guys, like, the stipulation to me is, A, I don't think when, like, is He's not even on the scene or speaking on issues that are like social or like small enough to ever get. They're so like T.I. will speak on a social issue. Like to me, when you speak on social issues, any of y'all, for example, you're going to get grilled. If someone gets you the mic and says, hey, do you believe that women should be doing 
Like you gonna say some crazy? I just, think my answers could I be like off the top better than Ti is coming. Ti is coming to this. No, I don't think so. I think my answers would be better. But like this, I knew. If people knew, if people associated you with sex, money, and drugs, no, it it would. If people see you right now in a suit, just low cut, Kenzie, they're gonna be like, yeah, you're right there. No, but if people knew, oh, Kenzie was with who? They're not everything you saying about women, everything. At 23 years old, I know it is insane to tell people, like, I get my daughter Hyman check every month. (laughs) I know she a virgin. Oh, yeah. I know that's crazy. I'm like, at 38 or whatever his age is, I feel like they talking like that. Like, they born like like, that. Some of of his actions kind of could come off as, like, Cloud chasing or attention chasing, like, fair enough. That's like, fair. if a moment is happening, he got to be a part of it. Always, you know what I'm saying? Like, some people were rather just a humble putting in the work, like Killer Mike. He got businesses. He doing like a black owned business bank account type thing, and he's doing all stuff. He got he got the barber shop in, in State Farm Arena. There's little stuff like that, and just yeah. he, he and just, he's not trying to get the claim. Of yeah, and, but he, and he's not though. That's what I said. Like y'all got to me. That's like. When we talk about this, it's almost like when we talk about rap debates or something like that, and you're using, you're comparing an artist that isn't even like, they're not even on the tier to be compared to a J. Cole or something like There has to be, comp- like with basketball, it's NBA players. Like, if you were to put, if you were to compare this, like T.I. to Killer Mike is the equivalent of comparing like Rondo to a rookie. Like, it's, it's a dude who is not, his, his, no. his, his social outreach does mm-hmm. not, ma- it doesn't match. It's not. He's not going to be as famous for like whatever he does is not as popular. You can't be the figure of of Atlanta. But Fifty Cent, for example, he might say a lot of crazy things. He can keep around the. He can stay associated with the title of King of New York because of his fame. There could not be a guy who was like of a lower tier who's like, oh, I do good things, so I'm the, no like. You can still be a positive figure, but I'm like, y'all have to give me a figure who is more like he has a a fame that is known enough for young people that I would even. Make it comparable. I, I think that I'm not saying the Killer Mike doesn't do that. I'm just saying to compare that to Ti. Like Ti is really a candidate for King of Atlanta. Well, like, I'm not saying he's this not guy's candidate. not a candidate for King I'm, of Atlanta. I'm like, saying they're both could be doing their roles a little bit better, but Ti's motivation seems less genuine. It's genuine. not genuine, yeah. and, and, and it, and it just sounds like that. Killer Mike man. is very known by the older crowd, and he's very well written. They might call him the mayor of Atlanta type joint, but. He's not, his music wasn't as good and he's not as loud. So, yes, he could do things better. But T.I. is like, give me the claim. And he got the music to have it. It's just he doing a little too much, too much extraness to where it make it hard to get it. So, like, they could both improve. It's like Big Boy, Andre 3000. Goddamn, Young Thug is one charity piece away from being like King of Atlanta. Yeah, he he on T.I. level. That's how easy five. it is for them to not fight. Not for for Young Thug, yeah, but not Andre 3000 and Big Boy. They're not that far off. They could go ahead and snatch what the hell T.I. doing right now. They favored a little No way. Uh, we can have a whole debate about that. There's, yeah. I don't think that they're bigger than uh, T.I., Young Thug, or Future anymore in Atlanta. But people would say, like, I would say amongst the 30 and below crowd, they don't. It, it would be crazy that y'all still giving the title of King Atlanta to. I'm not giving it to T.I., though. It can be We're T.I., it can be Future, it can be even Young Thug. Y'all give it to Y'all give it to. And y'all know I got a personal vendetta against T.I. off of what he did with Rich Kid. <laughs> I mean, Young Thug, Future got to turn into their old age. I did not say Future for a big reason. I would never say Future. <laughs> future can't. 
I mean, they might look that little baby beat them out. Yeah, little baby is a. He just threw a, a birthday party for George Floyd's daughter. Just he doing a lot of little things that's just already better. He on that page, yeah, in like five years. Now. Not five years. No, you think it's closer. <laughs> you think it's closer than it is. It's anyway. way closer. All right. Man. So, uh, last thing we want to close out with. Well, yeah, last thing we want to close out with is you know it's about Christmas time, and around this time, a big thing that we notice in our stores is yeah, a yeah. surge of consumerism. Pushing people, pushing sales, pushing people to buy this or that. Just cause. And we just want to give, you know, our tidbits, our opinions, our perspectives on that situation. We're going to lead into this topic with Monte. Um, so just as a former employee of Target. 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 (laughs) They did change my life. I ain't gonna cap. But I've been able to recognize the heavy push for consumerism around every holiday. And so that goes from, Having a store set up for, for Valentine's, Easter, um, St. Patrick's Day, on down to, you know, 4th of July to like leading up to Black Friday and Christmas is always another reason to go in the store and buy something. And so, you know, as we're approaching this season and pockets is looking a little different, I just want people to be aware that, you know, don't, don't fall for the trick that it gotta be something, you know, pricey to, to make somebody happy. Like, we are obviously in a, in a, in a weird time where, you know, money is a little funny. And I heard they coming out with a, a $600 STEMI. Uh, I'll take it though. I'll take I it. heard it's coming out in April. So yeah, you take that. It's a nice little surprise. I'll take <laughs> anyway, so I, I'm just wanting people to, to have their eyes open and peel for, for what they're trying to tell you that you need and, and what your family desires to be happy. Like, you know, make your own marker of happiness because consumerism is going to tell you you need this, this, that and all that just to be to be happy about something. And so don't don't fall for the trick because, you know, it can happen to the best of us. Word. I'm going to let Cody go next. Then my podcast voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I, I, I have a different take. Like I, I wouldn't even focus on consumerism so much as the role that people play in the holidays and how they adjust their role according to, you know, advanced age or, you know, seeing certain family members move away or pass away. I feel like people got to people got to understand that there's importance and there's value in the traditions that you create with your family. And that as we enter, you know, young adult years, you need to start realizing where you're going to fit in the process. Like it doesn't just come together like the tree don't just get built. The food isn't just all there where y'all meet up and, you know, saying the plans is not just. Uh, assumed it's something that you know your grandma or your aunt or your mom put in place and y'all did that for years and that's what caused the the feelings or the good vibes that you had when you was a kid so when i hear people say stuff like oh well i don't have christmas spirit or i'm not into it this year they don't feel the same i'm like to me it, it it raises the question like are you not realizing that now your role is changing within the family. Like yeah. you're going to start eventually growing towards the patriarch or the matriarch of your family. Like you might have to be the figure like who, who handles the food or handles the drinks. Like, are you prepared that maybe you need to be the person that's calling up to see who got the, the wings of the turkey or whatever the things that you eat. You need to be the person that starts checking out. Okay. I got an aunt over here. I got a niece over here. I'm going to go, I'm going to start sending y'all maybe socks this year, or a little money this year. And now it's going to be a sweater in five years when I get this job. And now, you know, when they get older, I'm really, you know, putting something in the gifts. Like you start 
taking on more responsibility and I feel like you'll find more meaning and more enjoyment in the in the holiday season because for me I say like the last couple of years like I've been almost like emotional to the point of tears like the Christmases because when you go to college and you come back you realize like damn like we're close to our family and I get to see them to an extent that I know a lot of people don't even you know whether it be for distance some people four hours different states from their family whether it be some people pass away and me just understanding that my time with my mom and my dad is limited like they're not gonna be here forever so I get emotional just thinking about it and I'm like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Even my brothers might move away with their wives or whatever one day. So I think when with Christmas alongside with consumerism and the feeling of dang, I need to buy this or buy that, there needs to be a you need to be consciously aware that you are valuing your family, your moments, and that you're taking on more responsibility in the holidays. Like I, I cracked the joke, like I saw for Thanksgiving, this grown woman is like, yo, I ain't cooking. <laughs> there's grown men during summers who don't be on the grill I'm like bro like you think no. uncles and grandpas don't pass away like you ain't hey. gonna pick up you ain't gonna get the recipe you ain't That's gonna figure it. out how to how to, to keep the family going when these people who are holding it down yeah. move I'm like I don't it, it's, I, it's scary, not even no. just a, a tradition a gender role I'm like everybody should learn your whatever is some people just don't have no tradition they don't got no set or their tradition might just be let's go shop drop, drop bands for the holidays like mm-hmm. And, and you got to set tradition. Like, you got to make that up. Like, you have to actively decide this is what I want and this is how I'm going to start spending it. Like, and this is something that we do even like with Swing Cue and stuff like that. I believe that before you can improve the community through like actually fixing things, you have to first unite the community. And to unite the community, the first thing you have to do is give them something to do. People will be like, oh, y'all like parties. I'm like, it ain't just like straight debauchery or anything of that nature. It's just more so that. We want people to to be together, to see happiness, to see joy in the area. And then they'll be like, you know what? Maybe I'll clean the road. Or maybe I'll, you know, help some kids learn to read. Or maybe I'll stick around more to help this community because I see there's something worthwhile. Like, if, if people don't even see that there's a party, if you don't have a party once a year, what's the point of even doing the things that take hard work? You know what I'm saying? So tradition promotes, that's something that keeps your family, your kids, or, you know what I'm saying, your, your spouse going through periods where things is tough like man at least we're going to christmas you know what i'm saying like at least i know you know uncle so-and-so will go and get me this and blah blah blah. like they have something to look forward to even just baking cookies it doesn't have to be materialistic so i think it's important to create some tradition if there is no tradition or to uphold traditions that are already existing yeah i I just thought of a quote i feel like people need to be more focused less focused on having and more focused on being and like just being grateful, being in your family and being just, you know, fully, fully, fully there and mindful, like in the moment, instead of like what you have out of that moment or what you're going to get. For sure. Consumerism is definitely something that that consumed me at a young age because there's a point where my dad was spoiling me. So around the holidays, you know, the new phone for the drop, he might give me a new phone. I'm just so excited for that. And then I'll be with my mom and she's just like, you good. You don't need that right now. You don't need that just this instant, just because that commercial told you. So I really got to experience both things and it, it gave me a good balance. A tradition I want to be, I do want to be able to just take my kids out for Christmas and cash out on them. But I also want them to know like, hey, we, we also going to stay around family. You might not get what you want, but as long as you, you get to be around your family and you really take that for granted when you go out to college, especially if you 
you play sports and some holidays you can't go home or you could literally only go home for Christmas and go right back to school because you got to go to practice and stuff like that. I really valued it. But every year in college, somebody left like my first year of college, my, my older brother moved away and then Cottrell moved away. And then it was just my mom and my sister at home. And now they're in California. So now I really like, you know, I, I really cherish that this year. We're doing, uh, you know, sure what we're doing this year, guys? <laughs> Swanks, Swanksgiving. It's like a, like a secret Santa yeah, Swanksgiving. situation amongst the friends. <laughs> we just freestyled at Swanksgiving. We're going to, uh, we did a little secret Santa drawing and I just, you know, it's hard for me not to make that a competition because I think I got my person the best presents. Ooh. Which, uh, <laughs> Who would y'all have for Secret Santa? Man, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> and, and, and another thing with consumerism, like I, I've been in a period where you start to get down just on the physical things that you can buy or what you can give to someone. And at one point, I, I took it as like a measurement of my life successes or failures. But eventually, I got to a point where I look at it as though I have to develop a personality that isn't dependent upon me being rich to, to, to work. And I think a lot of people don't get that. I think a lot of people, they desire that, whether they admit it or not. Like They desire to be so wealthy or so successful that the opinions or their relationship with others is not its not important. Like You don't have to tend to it. They, like, I'm straight regardless. What if your life doesn't end up being you know, so rich? Like What if you ended up like, I, I do need to be nice to my neighbors like because I might need the one there. I need to be cool with my friends because we're going to be... We, we need to stay in contact. I might need to call them one day. I think that's a part of, that's a part of upholding tradition. So in this period before maybe you have kids and stuff like that, your cousin or your friend or your homegirl says, Hey, we doing Thanksgiving or we finna all link up. We finna grab drinks. You need to find a way to get there. Like some people would just lay low and chill and just not being around your friends for years will start to like you deteriorate y'all, y'all, you deteriorate y'all tradition of hanging out before you know it. You kind of fall out of contact with them and you'll wonder why, dang, like I feel alone in the world. It started with small moves. It started with you ignoring this invite and you ain't come to this and you missed this, even though you could have made it. You had the money, but you were sleepy and you just didn't even fight for it. And when people feel like you ain't fighting for the friendship, they fall off. So uh, it's that's something else that people need to pay attention and be aware of when they when they cancel up when they're not even making efforts to to see their people and stuff like that. Like that's important. Yeah, and just to add on what you were speaking on a little bit earlier about the generational thought, I kind of been really heavy on that generational thought too because just I was sitting around at Thanksgiving and, and I was realizing like you know we got we got some new some some people missing as far as like who may have passed and or you know moved on in different directions, but. We got new people to love too. Like it's, it's new babies in the family now, and, and so you kind of really just see that that evolution of family. Like where you, you know, you, you got to bring new people in, and you know, you got to say goodbye to others, and that's just kind of how the life cycle goes. And it's starting to like really make me realize like where I'm about to fall into that family dynamic, and right. eventually I'm gonna have to be the man and to lead the family in the right direction. Right. We have a little extra time, man. Go ahead. Yeah. We got a little extra time, so we saw something on Twitter that we wanted to address this morning. Uh, a statement, a tweet. The, the, the comment was, um, oh. the issue was choosing better men. And the tweet was essentially, uh, when people say choose better men, what if I told y'all that I actually nope. strove to date 
uh, men of, who, who have higher you know, reputation in their community who are helping, who are allies, but they still treated me bad in private. So what do y'all, why are y'all still saying choose better men? What's your comment story that? And uh, we'll let Kenzie, we'll you'll pop off your, your response to that yeah, statement. My comment. <laughs> so basically she said, I chose a great man with that great outer shell doing things in his life, but behind closed doors, he was a horrible person. Uh-huh. Go harder. <laughs> you got to try harder, man. It just is what it is. You got to keep going. That's one thing. Um, my best advice for a lot of people is, you know, you can't. You can't score 30 without shooting at least 20 shots. Shoot some more, man. You got to keep going. You can't give up on that. Feel a horrible person behind closed doors. Very unfortunate. Sad it had to happen, but go harder. Just find even better. How do you feel about people who actually resent just the sheer words or the phrase, choose better men, or it's about your taste and the partner? Like, Because there, there becomes a movie where people hand, are kind of like, they're not even arguing that, of course, that's something that you should do. They're just saying, stop telling people who are going through relationships to choose better people or to, uh, it's about your energy. They're, they want, they want to, they want you to kind of respond to that, that statement. Like, what, what would you say to that? At the end of the day, it's still your fault. <laughs> some women, some women are so funny. They're like, I keep getting the same type of guy. And then you go down their checklist. Like, what's your type? He got to have money. But he got to be able to spend extra time with me. But he got to have a lot of money. It's like, that mean, you want a guy that, that make easy money. It can't be legal or he a professional athlete. He, he doing something that ain't right already. Mm-hmm. So in that case right there, it's one bad sign that you like. You want a handsome person that doesn't really have no friends. He might be a weirdo. Like, what you think? It, it Everything go hand in hand. If you want too much one thing, it's taken away from something else. And that's always going to be a flaw in what you like in a person. Okay. So my thing is, I feel like there is a, a concept and it's believed by some dudes that that the thought is that every dude in college is good and every dude who's not or they they, they from the hood or whatever is, is, is bad. And I, I want to clarify that that's not the thought process. Right. And I feel like when we have the debate of like stop choosing hood niggas over you know niggas trying to get it the right way, the more so thought is is the deeper thought of like the the rational hood dudes who like are doing everything fast and 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 craziness like you know what I'm saying. But there's good dudes from the hood that's just trying to get right. it how they how they trying to get it. And so it's recognizing the irrational behaviors out of dudes that can come and what it looks like when it's layered with fake caves of personalities. Like it could be a crazy ass dude in college and he's just good at certain things that made him somewhat successful. But that doesn't mean he has the emotional intelligence still that's, that comes with being a good dude. So, like, you know, it's really recognizing that. And, and, and being able to immediately leave if you feel like that's that's what's going on with somebody. And and so that's where you really get the test trial of like, all right, I tried it out. It wasn't him still. And so it's more so looking for the, the right person deeper than past their, their fake hate of personalities. All right. And for me, a, a big part of it also is I'll say this, and I don't know about you guys, all the women that ever hurt me were college educated. 
Uh, <laughs> All of them can say what's up to some grown women, and they got a good resume, and they know how to talk with manners and all that. None of them were, none of them were people that were outwardly. Uh, I guess you would just know that they're gonna do something messed up. And I think people need to understand that when we say choose better men, I'm like, I would say your personality or what you do behind doors is part of the assessment. If the assessment is that he's wild and tripping on you in public, I mean in private, I'm like, he still can't be an A. <laughs> and, and to piggyback what Vontae said, because I hate when people be like, oh, I want to do it from the... If you want to do it from the from the hood, but he moves rational, he doesn't engage in any illegal activity, that's just a man from the hood. From the hood is a lot of college dudes. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's different. When we say hood, nigga, we're assuming that you are still engaged in some of the... There has to be a, a level of wildness to it, or it's like... like You know what I'm saying? Like, if someone would say, oh, country boys, you're assuming a man that... Knows what to do a little bit with his hands, maybe he got some boots, something. If he's just from Alabama, but you know, yeah. he's been, well, we, he been living in Miami or Atlanta for we could even eight scratch. years, that don't count. We could scratch just the term hood nigga. You just like wild niggas. You yeah, like wild like, niggas. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and what people need to understand is um, even your ability to deal with heartbreak or to deal with uh, the L or, you know what I'm saying, some struggle on your way to finding your partner is part of the assessment of what builds your character. You get what I'm saying? Like, some women, they they take, they meet a dude, you know, they pick up the red flag, and they're like, I'm straight on that pretty quick. So they don't get involved in it to the degree that you get involved. Mm-hmm. So when they move on, it doesn't seem to them as though, dang, this was so tough. You may, you may make an observation like, I'm actually dating these men. These men that are crazy, like that beat women or, you know what I'm saying, like super, you know, wild and dealing with a lot of women at the same time, you are, you're investing yourself in it. And if you do it over several, uh, you know, several months, several years, then we can make the analysis that, hey, you have a problem with testing character, seeing who is this or what is what, and that's what you need to focus on. And I think, you know, sometimes I, I, it's not that I'm disrespecting or I, I have any t- disdain towards women. I'm like, I just believe hold yourself to accountable to the same standards that men do. For us, the inability to determine if a woman is even relatively faithful, yeah. inability to tell if the woman is interested in you, inability to tell if the woman is interested in you sexually. These are things that women judge you on your inability to read it. If you can't read it, you don't deserve access to the woman. You can't tell I like you. No, you can't tell I want you to text me back. No, like girls are judging off. Can you read the room? So with, with, with women, it's the same thing. Like if we all looking in a room, we meet, we meet every dude in the room. It's 20 dudes. Me, we as men know we, we, we could create a hierarchy within ourselves of wildness. We say, hey, these two dudes, they beat up people. Like they're wild. They're crazy men. These two dudes, they will have sex with, they, with a woman, a woman's sister, a woman's mother. If she dates any of these four men, can't cut your slack. Like, that's just, you didn't, you, know, you just can't read. You know what I'm saying? Now, these guys are, you know, they'll lie a little bit. They, I can hey, disrespect that. But these we, four to five guys, they don't pass the man test. Like, they are really, truly wild guys. If I find out you're messing with him, I can't, I'm, I know that you're not, either you didn't care or you, you know what I'm saying? Or you have a level of naivety yeah. that I can't respect. Yeah, I have to be aware of that. Yeah, it's a little, you know what I'm saying? So I think when people say hey, and trust us, it's it, 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 real. Like, you men, that, like, we be knowing, like, we could watch a female make a horrible decision. We're going to let you make it, though. Cause, right. Because we're going to keep it playing. Yeah, it's against the cold. It's dirty macking. I'm yeah. like, I know he got a girl, and now he got you, too. 
Right. Idiot. Wrong choice. Yeah, we just gonna watch it happen. We ain't gonna say nothing. We gonna But you know, so that's that's the um the conclusion on that. Keep looking deeper. It, it ain't just about what you see on the outside, it's about really observing people's behavior type of thing. Yeah, stop crying over little L. It's like what if he had all this and he was still flawed? Go Harder. That's keep all. Looking. Yeah, keep like, looking. Same looking. Like, it's all news in every arena. Right. You have to keep looking. Keep. You know what I'm saying. And so our our advice to that is, yeah, we agree wholeheartedly. Keep choosing. Better. <laughs> like, like, you know, like you got to work on that. But uh, yeah. we'll we, we'll we'll close it off with that. Make sure everybody follow us on P Junkies Podcast on Twitter, Respect the Junkies Podcast on YouTube. And uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Music. Make sure you guys leave five stars. On podcast, Apple Podcast. Need that. But uh, yeah, Perspective Junkies out. Y'all be safe. Peace. Y'all trying to go to Kane Game?